This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here via the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Bob, uh, thank you for your time, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I think this might be the first time in a while that I've been on with you, so... Uh, look forward to it. Glad, glad to have you on. Now you're in town, I assume, for uh, for a little mini camp action, huh? We do. We have uh, this week. We have a lot of our pit in, um, just kind of taking stock a little bit, getting the guys together. Joe Musgrove's kind of uh, taking charge of this whole thing, as far as you know, getting some guys out afterwards and so forth, and just kind of a bonding thing, getting the young pitchers and the veteran guys together. Um, good idea, and it seems to be working pretty well. Bob, it doesn't seem that long ago that you guys were playing the Phillies here and we were all uh, screaming our lungs out, uh, cheering for Padre Baseball in the National League Championship Series. How much of that will you use to talk to your team about, hey, we got to just get one step further when you bring everybody together for spring training? How much of that, what happened, and maybe the disappointment at the end of that, will you use to prepare for this season? Well, it might have come up today, actually, and talking with some of the guys I think more it's just kind of clarity for a team going to spring training knowing what the goal is so you know there every year you go to spring training there are a lot of teams that, that feel like they have a chance to you know to have a good season go to the playoffs and do well um, it's the teams that end up you know probably in the final four the year before that the next year think you know there's there's certain clarity in where we want to go there's a hunger because of where we ended up last year and, uh, you know, I literally, I, I don't feel like I need to say anything, but, but, you know, at times we will just to make sure the guys know what our goals are and, you know, what our vision is going forward. Bomel, one of the things that um, I recall you saying a lot last year, at least early on, was, you know, this is your first year really trying to get to know your, your roster and all of the guys and the kind of the inner workings of how things go. Year two, I imagine there's there's a lot more comfort there. How do things change for you uh, in year two at the Hill? Yeah, I mean it's it's night and day. It's you going out on a field just like you know yesterday and today, and and knowing our guys. You know when because of the year before with with the lockout or whatever, and not being able to you know talk to our guys and and get to know them before you get to spring training. You walk out on the field, you you're addressing a room full of guys that you don't really know right. uh, personally. And you're trying to get your message across to, to people that don't you know you either. So they know what I'm all about. I know what they're all about. We have a core group coming back that's had success. So, you know, moving forward this year is just so much easier. 
Bob, uh, how many lineups have you put together in your head, uh, not only for opening day, but for when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back? I mean, you know, sounds like a yeah, lot of fun yeah. to have your have your options, at least, going into the season. It is a lot of fun. There's some stress involved with it, though. I'm writing things down, and I'm like, okay, who who do I want to get? I want to get my on-base guys up early, but does that move Manny back a slot or Toddy back a slot or, you know, it's... I wish I could all hit them in the two hole to tell you the truth to get them as many bats as I possibly can, but it's uh, it's certainly first world problems. It's it's a good problem to have. <laughs> we'll figure out as we go along. But man, with with the additions of you know certainly Xander and and what he can do, either the top of the lineup or knocking runs in. Now with Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, and you know the lineup gets a, it gets a little bit deeper. So uh, I've scribbled a few off and and thrown a few around a little bit, but. Uh, you know, we'll figure that out once we go, and certainly once we get Toddy back after, what is it, 20 games or so. Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, Bob, you know, it, you, you're scratching down. You said you scratched down a few lineups already. But typically, you know, it takes a little bit of time. In your experience, when you when you have this kind of talent, how long does it take to, to find a lineup that is conducive throughout the, throughout the whole thing? Well, it does, and and you know you can sit here and go through the drill as much as you want, but it's not until you get to spring training, you get through spring training, and then obviously the health component. You know, right. you, you you just envision everybody being healthy coming through spring. A lot of times that's not the case. So, you know, I think we do have at this point in time more depth than we started out with last year, and really had probably toward the end of the season too. Whether it's you know some pinch hitting options, some guys that understand how to come off the bench and probably a few more options to make some moves during the course of the games. I think that's that, that's another exciting component to this. Xander Bogarts uh, made it pretty clear that he's uh, planning to play shortstop, uh, at least when he was brought in here. Uh, I'm assuming that is the direction the Padres are probably going to go. So uh, as far as you know, or have you talked with Fernando Tatis, and how on board is he with moving to the outfield? Obviously he wants to be in the lineup. Uh, and how comfortable are you going to be with him there? Fernando just wants to play. So when you've been out as long as he has, you know, it's just about getting out there and being with your teammates again and supporting them, doing whatever's best for the team. And, you know, I was even joking with him uh, yesterday in the weight room about lineups, and he goes, man, he said, I've been thinking about him too. You know, he's used to hitting leadoff, but he's like, hey, whatever you want to do and whatever creates the most opportunities for us to, to score runs, I'm all in for. So when you hear something like that, and that's just the batting order, then, you know, my, my, my talks with him and experiences with him are that he just wants to get out in the field and play baseball and help his team win. So hey, certainly at this point, he's making it easy on me. Any idea uh, in terms of the outfield where you could see Manny, or excuse me, uh, Fernando playing left, center? I mean, you have a, a pretty darn good center fielder in, in, in Trent Grisham uh, and the way yep. he covers ground. How how do Two you gold gloves? That's good, right? right? That's, that's pretty good. How, how do you right. how do you go about you know getting the offense you want without necessarily taking away from the defensive strength? Right, and that's just a process leading up to spring as well. So yeah. I mean, leading up to spring and then leading up to the season as well. We know we won't start with Fernando right away, so you know that's that's taking that one piece off the board, but. I think the, the the part for me that, you know, when you talk about Xander at short and he will play short is, you know, we can't put everybody at short. Somebody right. else has to play somewhere else. And at this point in time, 
everybody's been fine with, hey, look, this, this year is all about us winning. We'll do whatever we can to, you know, to help the team and w- whatever that dynamic is as far as, you know, roster construction, where guys are playing, we're going to be all in. And, you know, at this point in time, those are conversations you have on the phone once you get on the field with them and you start doing drills and you start moving guys around. You know, we're going to have some guys playing different positions. That's that's the one thing that a glut of shortstops, um, you know, does for us. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure that one out in spring training. But like I said, these guys are all making it easy on me by saying, look, we just want to win. Bob Melvin is with us, a uh, little uh, off-season report, but it's not much more off-season, people. Spring training is just uh, less than a month away. Uh, it, on paper, it appears to all of us that it's Darvish, it's Musgrove, it's Snell, it's probably Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, Adrian Moitehone. Uh Do you have any other names and people you're thinking about for the starting rotation? Yeah, you know, we, we, we have a lot of depth guys that we brought in, too. Um, so, you know, that, that, that'll play its way out in spring training as well. You know, we had groom in the, in the organization. Weathers is another guy. Honeywell, we just got from, you know, was with, with Oakland last year. So we're trying to create as many depth pieces as we possibly can. One thing that we always, you know, I always do, uh, in spring training is, is let the guys know that, Hey, look, you know, 26 is 26, but you're always going through 40, 4,500, sometimes right. 50 players over the course of the season. So everybody in this room has a good chance of being part of this thing right now, which means you need to stay ready at any particular time. And you know there's going to be injuries. You know there's going to be performance. Guys are going to perform well and elevate their roles. Other guys are not, and maybe either send guys up and down. So everybody has to understand that, that you know the way you look at it on paper once you get to spring training sometimes isn't how it plays out. And we're going to need an army of guys to be able to be successful. Now, the strategy changed a little bit last year, Bowman. I remember in spring training, at one point, you're pretty adamant about having a five-guy, five-man rotation when the season started. But talking to the guys as it went along and you had the sixth with the possible seventh guy kind of rotating in there early on, they seemed to like it. Is that something that is that a strategy that you guys are looking to, to take part in again this season? Well, I, you know, if 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 we have the personnel to do it, sure. I mean, it, it allowed our, us to use our starters a little bit longer. It allowed them to get a little bit more rest. It allowed them to be a little bit fresher once the, you know, the end of the season came around when you knew you were going to go back to five, sometimes four. And as these guys were, you know, probably as, as fresh as anybody going into the postseason. So, but you have to have quality to be able to do that. Right. So. You know, it depends on how stretched out we get Nick. It depends how stretched out we get Seth Lugo. You know, these two guys are going to pitch four or five for us. And if you're covering four four or five innings on those days, and now you're going to go to a six-man rotation with someone else you're going to have to do that with, it might be difficult to do. So um, that'll all work itself uh, out as we go along. But would we like to be able to do that? Uh, of course, that means, would means we have a lot of depth and a lot of personnel to do it. Bob, uh, you'll not. Well, you'll probably believe this. You've been around the game so long and uh, been around, you know, talk shows. We still get complaints from Padre fans that are concerned about this year's team, <laughs> and they're concerned that after the starting nine, the starting ten, there isn't the same depth, perhaps, that there was a year ago. Do you have any concern there about guys like a Zocar and Dixon and Severino, or do you feel you have enough pieces to fill out the twenty-six? Well, I think 
there, we have the potential to have more depth this year as far as the 26. Now, you know, we're moving guys around within, you know, once Toddy comes back, we're moving around guys within the, the starting nine. But, you know, where Carpenter ends up and, you know, he can come off the bench too, where Nelson Cruz is on a particular day, we have the option of bringing him off the bench too. I'm sure we're not done as far as looking at other players too. But, you know, last year, guys like, you know, Sugar it did a great job for us. And Dixon really didn't get a ton of at-bats, just had a couple of games coming up. There's another depth piece for us too. So I'm actually happy with the depth that we have right now. And and like I said, we're not even to spring training yet. And Things could happen before them, and it seems like with the Padres, things happen during spring training as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say I think we're good right now, and let's see where we end up once the season starts in April. Bo, you know, last year I had this this team had this city on fire. Um, when you go through some of the ups and downs that this ball club did last year, is there anything to being able – to take those wounds and, and it making you a stronger unit the following year? Because you guys, it, it wasn't smooth sailing last year. It was, it was, you guys had to really grind that out before things clicked. Is there something to be said about being able to, to carry that into this year? You know, I think you probably are in my meetings. Uh, <laughs> it's something that I bring up often is anything that's worthwhile takes a little pain and hardship. And, and it's tough to get there. And it, during the season, we talked about it a lot. Hey, look, this isn't easy. It's probably not going to be easy. But, I, you know, we're like, we guarantee you once we get to where we need to go, it's going to serve us well. And I think we were a tougher club in the postseason because of what we had to go through. You look at the roster and you say we stack up against anybody. We've had to go through a lot of stuff to get here. And now you take a breath and say, okay, we're in the dance now and we're a bit dangerous team. And I think that the, the trials and tribulations that got us to that point uh, it made us a better team in the postseason. You had a message for fans right at the end of last season, Bob, and talking about how great they were and how a lot of that was done for them. And you couldn't believe the atmosphere, uh, the Dodger series, the Philly series, et cetera. What would be your last message to fans as we get ready to start spring training this time around? Uh, you know, it, it, it was had such an impact, and it had an impact on us. It had an impact on the other team. It had an impact when you come to San Diego. You know you're going to get a, a, a raucous crowd that, you know, it's it's hard to even call them fans. I mean, they're, yeah. they're you know, they're Padres is what they are. They're dressed like us. They're wearing the same uniforms. <laughs> they're rooting for us like we are in the dugout. It's just It's just an extension of us. And I think, you know, I haven't been here in the past, and I've been here before when it's, it's a great atmosphere, but man, last year and toward the end of last year, I don't know that there was a more electric place to play uh, in all of baseball. And we certainly felt that, and we wanted to intimate that when the season was over, what the impact was our group that comes out and watches play. Well, obviously, uh, in about seven minutes, uh, the Hall of Fame is, is going to uh, start their announcement. Now, it won't ex- actually actually happen at 3 o'clock, although they're telling us 3 o'clock, it'll probably be somewhere at 340, something around there. Uh, I won't ask you who you think should get in, but uh, Scott Rowland's name has come up. I, I know you've managed against him, or, or, or you've at least seen him uh, uh, up close and yeah. personal. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on some of these guys who are up for us? Scott Rowland in particular is one that stands out to me. Right. So I, you know what, I, I, I don't take a deep dive into the numbers. I, I, I look at it as who's who impacted the way I do things and or watching these guys play who I thought were the true, really, really stars of the game. 
Now, obviously, longevity has a lot to do with it and in getting into the Hall of Fame. But but guys like Jack Morris, you know, it took Jack a, a long time. And, and I'm like, Jack Morris is a Hall of Famer. You just feel it. You know, Alan Trammell, guys like that, you just feel it. Right. I feel the same way about Scott Rowland. So I don't know what the overall numbers are. But, man, he, he was, you know, both sides of the ball, the grit, the determination, um, the numbers that he put up every year, the feeling that he had when he came to the plate in big spots. That's kind of what I look like look at a little bit more so than, than overall numbers. Yeah, no, he certainly was a presence. You felt it every time he was either at the plate or even when he was at third base. Bo Mel, always fun catching up. Looking forward to our conversations come spring training. Uh, you guys have a good mini camp, and uh, we'll see you out in Arizona. My pleasure. Uh, come on, I'll t- come on anytime, and, and look forward to seeing you soon. All right, Bob Mel, thank you. Man, always nice catching up with the manager, Bob that was Melvin. Good catching up, we yeah, did <laughs> we did. That was Bob Melvin, Padres manager on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. That was Bo Mel. We get to break here. Daily Gambit on the way. Lakers and Clippers tonight. Well, we got to bet on it. Yeah, Lakers break out their new weapon. We'll explain. More going to Chris on the way. Yeah, we'll have to gamble responsibly. Did LeBron get younger? Is that the new weapon? Maybe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.